Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. Hey! The Lord's favor, grace, blessing be upon all of you in Jesus' name. I want to talk to you today about why you never get a word. Why they never prophesy to you. Amen? One of the things that are needed in a crisis that isn't emphasized as much because of the overabuse is prophecy. The Apostle Paul told Timothy, wage a good warfare with the prophetic word that was given to you by the presbytery, which means warfare, effective warfare, strategic, asymmetric, effective warfare uh, can be administrated a lot more better if the soldier had clear instructions uh, for the moment. Not logos. They need a rhema. They need a rhema. They need a revelation. They need a word of the Lord. And that is why under the Old Testament, you find uh, that none of the kings never went to war without first consulting from the Lord. You find that a lot in King Saul's life. You know, hence is the reason why he killed himself. Because the Bible says God stopped talking to him through the prophets. And um, I don't know if you've been following what I've been sharing as the word of the Lord on Facebook lately. Um, It's been the the promotion in favor of the prophetic during this COVID-19 crisis. You know, um, in New York, 35 pastors have died. And apostles, like 35 pastors and apostles, that three of them I, I knew, you know. Um, one of them I was really cool with, or rather was a really nice guy, you know. Um, so um, the last thing you want to be in the middle of a pandemic is not knowing what to do. You want to be able to know what to do. Why? Because we don't just serve a God of textbook. We serve a God that's living. Christianity is not textbook. 
It's not black letters on a white page. It is organic relationship with a God who authentically talks because Abraham didn't have a Bible. Enoch, Adam, Abel, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Noah, none of them had a Bible. There was no scripture. There was no text. As a matter of fact, I dare even say they probably didn't even know about uh, phonetic writing, which was invented by the Phoenician, Phoenician people, but that's a whole other revelation. All right, so I would say this. During times like this, pandemic, you need a word of the Lord. Uh, and, then, and, and, and as a believer, you're going to have to come to terms with that you can't keep using as an excuse false prophecy, emotionalism, sensationalism. Everybody want to prophesy. Everybody is a prophet. Baby, that's just an excuse. That's an, at this point, that's just an excuse that you just, that is borderline and you just don't believe in prophets exist for today. You just don't say it because you're not sure. But the fact, you know what I'm saying? But the fact of receiving a personal word in this season is so important. What is my role through COVID-19? What am I called to do? You know, and if God says sit still, then you sit still and you do it. If he told you to march forward, he told you to preach, if he's, if whatever he's. So the prophetic is immensely important in this season. Why? Very simple. Because the, the last thing you want to do is to be out of alignment in the wrong season, doing the wrong thing or dressed for summer and it's really winter. You see what I'm saying? So, um, and what I have found is that there are a large percentage of people within within the faith for a long time. God stopped talking to them prophetically, not prophetic teaching, prophetic message, uh, prophetic worship. I'm talking about where God has specifically said, hey, you. I'm not talking about God's going to give you a house, shift, nations. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about that. Like, that's something else. You know, that's those are prophetic templates of edification, exhortation, and comfort. You know, I'm not talking about, I'm talking about a real prophet coming to you and saying, hey, listen, here's what God wants you to do. Here's your assignment for this season. And you believe it. You authentically say, yes, Lord. And you ride with it. And there's success. And there's blessing. And there is fruit. That comes with this. Okay. But what I have found is that a large percentage of believers, for multitude of reasons, either have lost the art of hearing God prophetically, two, God stopped talking to them prophetically, or three, um, they genuinely don't know they're in a place of limbo. I'm going to give you three reasons. I have a pad here. I have my pad here. Uh, I'm going to give you three reasons why, what, what, what I believe are major contributors as to why God stopped talking to you. And these three, uh, these three um, reasons are not what you think. They're not what, the, these three that I wrote here, unless you saw my video on Facebook, amen. But if you haven't, I guarantee you these three that are here, you haven't heard. Number one is this. And when I say these reasons, you you know what I'm saying? When I say these reasons, uh, you will be like, wow, interesting. Like, never thought of it like that. Now, when I say these reasons, I'm speaking church culture, not doctrine. All right? So don't get caught up with, don't get caught up with 
what I'm about to say is not doctrine. I'm giving you uh, 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 logistics of church culture. All right, you got doctrine, and in this church culture, and what you have, and what we, and what we find is, is that a lot of us are more in church culture than actually a doctrine, and that's a whole other topic. Okay, so as I share these reasons, don't get caught up with the linguistics of what I'm saying based on doctrine. I'm telling you that what I'm about to say is not doctrine; it's church culture, and the only way to understand it is you just had to have been in apostolic fivefold. Uh, charismatic circles to understand what I'm going to say. If you're from a non-denominational church that's just like Jesus and or you're a Calvinist, Reformed theology, then what I'm about to say is going to make absolutely no sense. You're going to spend more time saying, that's error, I don't know about that, or whatever, heresy, heresy or whatever. Then I would just encourage you log off. All right? But for the rest of us, amen. Number one is this is, listen, you're not friendly or hospitable. Let me say that again. The, one of the main reasons of why God or the prophets stop talking to you from the Lord in church culture, not doctrinally, all right, uh, is because you, you have forgotten that prophets are people. They are they are real people, and people have feelings. And the truth of the matter is this: is that some of us have raised ourselves our whole life so much that even your nice is nasty. You know what I'm saying? Even your nice is brash. Even when you're not arguing, you sound like you are. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Like, even when, uh, uh, even when you didn't mean it like that, people take it like that. And the truth of the matter is this: you spend more time alone. You ain't, you ain't got no friends. Nobody calls you on Friday night talking about coming over. Let's let's play a game of Jenga. You know what I'm saying? Let's fellowship. You know, let's watch some Netflix together. Have some. Nobody's coming to your house. You know, and that's the norm since you've been saved. And it's not haters. It's not mean-spirited believers. That could be part of it. The truth of the matter is this. Those who carry the gifts of the Spirit are human. And nobody likes to be around somebody who's just not friendly or who's giving the oppression of unapproachable, even though you are immensely approachable. But your mannerisms, the way you look, the way you carry yourself, from the outside, it looks like you don't want to be bothered. Like, And the truth is, people are people. And it becomes extremely difficult to go prophesy to somebody who looks like they don't even want me to talk to them even though they want me to talk to them. But you look like that. You look mean-spirited, but you're not. But you, but you, ha you haven't, you haven't, you know what I'm saying? You haven't been able to develop social skills. Let's just, 
Listen, social skills are required for membership in a local ecclesia or being part of a body. You have to be sociable. You know, you go to the fellowship, you be by yourself. You know, uh, we go to hang out, you're not talking. You know, it's 10 of us in a group all eating pizza. You're just there. You know, they try to have a conversation with you. You want to eat a shot. Yo, turn that down, man. This this is pizza time. This fellowship. I mean, this ain't no Holy Ghost here. Like, we don't want, like, relax. And, and the truth of the matter is, the guard has been so up for so long that the prophets don't feel like climbing over that wall. Like, I, I, I don't. I, I'm not going over that wall. And, and they walk away. And they walk away and go, Lord, I, I forgive me, Father. But they look like they didn't even want to be bothered. All right? So uh, I promise you, based on being a pastor for 18 years, I've been a lead pastor. Right now, we're currently at oh, more than 200 members. You know, like I've been, I, I work with people. I work with inner city people. I work with street people, hood people. A large percentage of my church is a bunch of hood street thugs, you know, you know. And what I have found is that, that they are the most sweetest, loyal people you could be with. But metropolitan urban life has made them so rough. So rough around the edges that church folk just can't handle their personality. The issue is not your character, my friend. You've passed the character test. You're a believer. You're loving the Lord. You live in this thing. It's your personality that needs some polishing. And I don't care what nobody say. Y'all can get doctrinal if you want. Prophets disobey the Holy Spirit all the time. Like, I ain't going over there. Nope, Lord, I don't, I'm not going to talk to them. Nah, uh, 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 nope, I'm going this way. I'm going this way. And that's the truth of the matter. Don't give me that stuff about a real prophet will obey the Lord. Real prophets disobey the Lord all the time. All the time. They disobey the Lord all the time. You don't believe so? Ask Jonah. Ask Jonah. You're going to ask Jonah. As a matter of fact, Ananias almost disobeyed the Lord. He was like, I'm not going to go see Saul. Not going over there, Lord. Not going over there. But he, the Bible says he was devout. He was like, all right, I'm going to go. He literally told God, I'm not going over there. I'm not going to go see Saul. I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm not going. You know? He pushed his way through. You know what I'm saying? He pushed his way through. You know what I'm saying? All right? So, and that's because... Listen, it is hard to prophesy to somebody who got a screw face, but their screw face is a smile. That's their nice face. I have found it shouldn't be like this. But gifted people prophesy to their friends first. That's why you see some prophets keep prophesying to the same people in your church. It's the same people. You want to know why? Because they feel comfortable. They feel comfortable. Do you see what I'm saying? Now, I'm not sharing the, the requirements of a prophet doctrinally. Doctrinally, the prophet don't care who 
or what? I'm going to tell you, thus save the Lord. But that is not the case in 2020. I'm just telling you that's not the case. You're saying? And what I have found is that a lot of people are led by optics. Led by optics. They're just led by what they see. They led by how many? Be honest. How many times people have misunderstood you? And you're like, I wasn't even thinking like that. Oh, I was going to have, watch this. The predominant thing that happens a lot in the Ecclesia is this. They tell you the prophecy after it already comes to pass. Hey, brother, so and so. You know, I, two months ago, the Lord gave me something, but you know, I, I got a little nervous. I didn't share it. You doing exactly what I saw. It makes no sense to give somebody the prophetic word after it fulfilled itself to, and then tell them, God showed me that in a dream. Like that makes no sense. People do it all the time though. People do it all the time. So number one is, if you find, listen to me, that people keep prophets, that, that the word of the Lord prophetically is become less or non-existent in your life, I guarantee you, it's because your personality is pushing people away. It's just pushing people. It's just pushing people. Uh, it pushes people away. Number two is this. The second reason why uh, you might not be receiving the word of the Lord prophetically is this. If you are public with everything, even with things that are private, they're not going to prophesy to you. Oh, they're going to find it extremely hard to give you the word of the Lord. Let me give you an example. If I gave you a word of the Lord in private, in your inbox, and you the type to screenshot that, and then put it on Facebook talking about, if you if you one of those believers that is public about everything, folks are not going to prophesy to you. They're going to have a hard time releasing that word of the Lord. Why? Because if I gave it to you in private, why would you share it publicly? Did you catch it? And some people are public with everything. As a matter of fact, some people, you can't even correct them in private. I've seen people share in public a correction that was given to them, a rebuke in private. They'll actually even share it and say, look, someone so trying to correct me with my word earlier today. Look what they said. And they put it on their timeline. And now the prophet is like on blast. Like, whoa, whoa, wait a second. And let me tell you something. Some people don't like the drama. They don't like, you know, there are some prophets that are secret. They thrive on doing things behind the scene. So if you are public with what should be private, you're going to find that they're going to they're gonna have a hard time giving you the word of the Lord because they're like, I don't want my business on Front Street, man. Like, I'm not going to give them the word of the Lord, man, because they're going to go and tell anybody. Like, nah, man, I'm not... I'd rather, you know, and they walk away and people do it all the time. And that's the new way that people do when they get corrected in private. They share the screenshot, put it on Facebook. And, and, it's, and it's to try to prove to people that they're not scared of people, which is pathetic and immature. But there's some people that spend a lot more time trying to prove to people that they're not scared of people. So they'll just say it publicly just to prove a point. And guess what happens? So when other people see that, other prophets see that, they're already disassociating themselves with them. Like, oh, oh, we see that you, oh, you immature. You immature. And what happens is the prophet, because prophets are people, 
Prophets are people. I'm not saying that God won't make the prophet go do it. But what I am saying is, be honest. If you're a prophet, you know that you find it a little bit hard to prophesy to somebody who, who's going to make the conversation be public. You're like, oh, now I'm in the middle of this. Now everybody, and then and, it will, and then and then there's people, you know, they got their they got their little crew, and so now the whole, you know, the screenshot is being now you're being blasted by a bunch of, and you wake up the next day with 300 anti comments, and you're like, what the heck is going on? Like I shared that, I shared that uh, in private. So what I found is very simple is that if your reputation is known uh, for, for um, sharing public uh, publicly what mature believers do privately, you're going to find that unless you're in sin, you're going to find that edification, exhortation, and cover, or all the rest of that stuff is out the window. Unless you're in full-blown secret sin that God will send you the prophet and not care what the heck you're going to say. The Lord said you need to repent of that sin. But all the rest of this stuff, nations, and you're going to find that it becomes less, less, and less. Especially if you spent more time sharing about how uh, how people prophesy, how how none of the prophets during this crisis are agreeing with each other. They're all off. Let me tell you something, man. Prophets are people. If, if the prophet is going to share a word of the Lord with you and you're going to interpret it as it's off, it's off. you off, my brother. And it's not off. Sometimes prophets will be like, you know what? I'll take the hit. I don't even want to get into drama. Uh, this is not a life and death situation. I'm just going to go left. You do you, Lord, I'm not doing it. And they walk away. See what I'm saying? I'm not talking about when God really needs to get you a message. He don't care. He'll use anybody. But all the rest of this smaller stuff, you just miss out on hearing the word of the Lord and getting important information. Especially if all of your timeline is about what prophecy isn't. In your quest to try to make the prophetic pure, all you do is criticize the prophetic prophets are going to be like, I ain't going to try to talk to you because then you're going to think I'm, I'm off. You know what I'm saying? All right. So this is just, this, 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 this is the truth. Okay. Number three is this. And then we're done. I just wanted to give you three. Number three is this. Uh, uh, number three is this. Watch this. If you have an issue with the prophet or prophetess, Spiritual parents or pastor, they're not going to give you a word because sonship at this time in Christianity is a mild form of human idolatry, which means this. If you say their spiritual parent is a Jezebel, to you their spiritual parent or pastor is a Jezebel, but to them that Jezebel saved my life. Even though they got control issues, they still helped me. Watch this. In honor of their mom and dad or pastor or bishop or apostle, they're not going to prophesy to you. Why? 
because prophesying to you is considered a dishonor to their spiritual covering. And they're not going to see it as disobedience. And I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. When you come around, the gift is going to turn off. And let me tell you something. The Bible says the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. That is not only self-control. What that means is I could turn it off. Why? Because it's subject to my, I'm the prophet. So if it's subject to the prophet, I could turn the gift off because I don't like you. It doesn't mean that it's right. It doesn't mean that it's right. It means whatever it means. I've seen this with my own eyes that I've, I've seen it with my own eyes that if you dishonor somebody's spiritual parent, they, for some reason, their gifting turns off around the person. I have yet to see somebody that they don't like who goes at their pastor, literally step outside of themselves and literally speak a blessing into them. The Lord says, the Lord says, the Lord says, the Lord says. I don't see it. You want to know why? Because people will choose, unfortunately, loyalty over obedience in the name of honor. Will they give an account to God for that? Yes, they will. Is it a mild form of extreme cult behavior? Yes. They don't care. They don't care. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. This generation is so dada in need of a dada, they'll do anything for it. They will do anything for it. Even sleep with their spiritual father. And I'm not even gonna get into that. That's a whole nother, because I don't wanna, I don't wanna get into that. Extreme abandonment is so prevalent in this generation or this age not this generation, this age, that folks will do anything to be a part of something and to get the hands laid on them so they can get the inheritance, the title, or whatever. I have found that, listen to me, that when there's a disagreement with the covering of the prophet with when it relates to a person, I have found, I, I, I haven't seen it. I could, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I just never seen, I've never seen someone step outside their gift and say, you know what? I'm still, I'm still prophesying to them because God's giving me something. They're not going to do it. Why? Because they're going to worry about what this guy's thinking. My dad. They're not going to do it. Uh, uh. And the only time they're going to do it is if they ask permission. That, that's where this thing is at. That's, where, that, that's the craziness of where this thing is at. So I have fact, why? Because people are people. People are people. Let me tell you something. These same gifted prophets are Peter. They got a sword in their hand. And the moment they feel that you are dishonoring Jesus, they will slice your ear off. They will slice your ear off. Let me tell you something. These sons and daughters have no problem even cursing you out and then go repent later. Now, I don't know how that works because I've never done that. But I've, I've seen it. I've seen it indirectly. Like, whoa, oh, oh, wow. You know, like, interesting. And I just kind of, 
walk away in the green room like, mm, okay, I'm going to leave that one alone. Not my fight. Not my fight. I walk away. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, okay. Now, here's the issue. The prophet, prophetess, is sincere. Let me ask you a question. Do you love your pastor? Of course you do. Is that your man of God, woman of God? I've heard, be honest, you said things like this. Let somebody say something about my man of God. Spaz out. I'll spaz out real quick. Let somebody say something to my woman of God. I know you said stuff like that. Why? Because you love your pastor. You love your spiritual parent. Is it coming from a sincere place? Is it wrong? Is it a sin? But you don't know that. Because people are blinded with honor. They're blinded with honor. They're blinded with honor. They don't know that. They don't. So that you get around that fellowship waiting for... Have you ever gone to a church service and said, Lord, I'm here. I need a word. And everybody got a word but you? And it, have, I even go a step further. Have you ever gone up for the front? <laughs> have you ever gone to the front stood there saw the prophet looking at you and gave you no word wonder why you know why they were looking at you because they remembered how foul you've been treating their dad and their pastor and in their mind you could forget about holy spirit in their mind honor over obedience and then a you know what I'm saying? Uh, did you catch it? Did you catch it? The only time you're going to get that word is when you begin to rectify your relationship with them. And then you notice that once you start fixing your relationship with their covering, for some reason, now they say things. Now, that, now they're giving you a word. Where were you at? Where were you last month when I really needed that word? I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Literally, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. I'm not talking about doctrine. Stop, stop. This is not a doctrinal topic tonight. I, I got, I'm not going to open up a Bible for There's no Bible today. There's no Bible today. I'm talking to you about church culture. I'm giving you advice. Listen, you do what God called you to do. But sometimes our issues with other ministers are so petty over small things. I, I, I used to be like that. You know, about four years ago, you guys remember, man, I was blasting Jezebel. Ah, when's the last time I talked about Jezebel? I haven't done it in years. You want to know why? I don't care anymore about Jezebel. I don't care. I, that topic is so outdated. Like, whatever, man. I got, <laughs> I got a pandemic to walk my people through with. But the last thing you want to do in this pandemic is to be without a word of the Lord. So I want to encourage you, tone down the clapping at networks and tribes and let, let, leave them to God. Leave them, leave them, leave them to God. Mind your business. If they're sleeping around with their spiritual daughters, that's their business between them and God. Mind your business. You preach Jesus over here, you know? They don't have to listen to you. Here's what I learned about cancel culture. Here's what I learned about this generation. 
I can silence your voice forever out of my life with this. I can block you forever. Do you know on my Facebook, I got people blocked since 2009? 10 years I've silenced their voice. And I'm never taking them off. Baby, your voice ain't that important. I can cancel you out. I can cancel you out like this. I can literally pack. And you are gone until Jesus comes. Like literally. And I've done it. I got some people I'm never going to take off. They just going to stay blocked there until the millennial reign of Christ. I'm never taking. And the Holy Spirit has never dealt with me. You need to take them off. He's, the Holy Spirit don't talk to me about Facebook. Like, that's high school stuff. Like, he's not going to talk to me about my Facebook. God has never talked to me about my Facebook page. Like, God don't care about Facebook. At least in my life, he don't care about Facebook. Because I don't care about Facebook and social media. He don't tell me, son, no, unblock them. Like, what? Huh? Like, God got to be, Lord. the Lord spoke to me about my Facebook. I got to deactivate it. What? Like, God ain't never talked to me about you got to log off Facebook. I can't log off Facebook. I'm an online ministry. He's not going to tell me log off. You know, like, amen, amen, amen. So when I see people blasting other coverings, why? Hoping they would see it? They're not seeing it. If you re if you a real prophet and you're going to blast a covering, why don't you tag them on it? I'll wait. I'm waiting. You that, you that prophetic? You got something to say about that covering? Tag them on it. What was that? No tag? Then it's not a real word. If it was a real word, Holy Spirit will tell you, tag them on this. You calling them a Jezebel, a warlock? Okay. I'm game. I'm cool with that. I've done it. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? I'm done. I've done it. I'm tempting you. I'm tempting you because I know you're not going to do it. I know you're not going to do it. You think you're going to do it. You're not going to do it. All right. But if you that, if you really have a word for that camp, tag them on it. Tag them on it. You won't. You won't. I know you won't. You will say you will justify it by saying the Holy Spirit is telling me to walk in love. Baby, you scared. You shook. You shook. And you ain't got a real word of the Lord. Let me tell you something. If you got a real word of the Lord and it's, it's about and God is telling you about that person, tag them on it. And take the hit. That's what. That's one thing that I respect about Prophet Jeremiah Johnson, and that's my good friend. You know, I spoke to him two days ago. He he he'll tag you on it. <laughs> Sometimes he tags me on it. I'll be like, Yo, why you tag me on that stuff? Cause you need that word, Mister Pagani. <laughs> we laugh about it. Aside from that, ask God to work on your personality, make you a little bit more friendly. Number two, stop being public about, about everything. Nobody cares, especially in this pandemic. Nobody cares. Folks are trying not to die. 35 pastors died in New York City. Three of them I personally knew. 35, nobody cares. Number three, you know what I'm saying? Be mindful that when you go at coverings, you deactivate the gifts within the people under those coverings because they won't administer it in the name of honor. In, in hindsight, this is just fall in love with Jesus. And if and when God needs you to rebuke something, you do it up front, you regulate. Not indirect on Facebook or let me deal with the topic and nobody's watching the topic. Like nobody's watching it, you know? 
see what I'm saying? And you begin to find that when you are, I'm done, guys, when you are given over to fellowship and that you're approachable, you're going to find that the gifts of the Spirit are going to be manifesting in your life. You're going to be getting two or three words a day. You know what I'm saying? You're going to be like, oh, 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 oh. Why? Because your kindness, your meekness, your docile personality attracts people. Let me ask you this question and I'm done. Don't you like being around friendly people? Have you ever met somebody? You're like, man, I can talk to you about anything, man. Like you good peoples, man. Like, and you just like being around them, talking, fellowshipping. Is, is that like stiff? It attracts. It attracts. What does the opposite do? It repels. It repels. Ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, work on me, Lord. Work on me. And make intentional effort to show people that you've changed in this. You'll find, you will find that the gifts of the Spirit will make their way to you. And you'll be the recipient of numerous dimensions of blessing that God will bless you because he is molding your character to be like Christ, to be like Christ. All right. Listen, man, this is good. I'm going to give this one to you for free. <laughs> Amen. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seer's ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.